Welcome to Old Fashioned Finance, the podcast that mixes cocktails and high finance. I'm your host, Caleb Franker, and I'm joined by my good friend and fellow money muddler, Jason Burnell. Oh, I'm your friend. Yeah. Oh. You just caught that, huh? I did. Yeah. <laughs> hundred and whatever episodes. Say the thing. Oh, Caleb, can a podcast about finance be entertaining? <laughs> Not without alcohol. All right. Let's mix it up. Hi. Oh. Hi, friend. <laughs> Jason is trying to get over the fact that we're friends. <laughs> he just realized that. Oh, yeah. I mean, I helped you find a guitar this week, so. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I helped you spend a lot of money. I'm sorry. Your I, wife, your yeah, wife I is, appreciate it. She's yeah. a little. It's okay. I don't we'll want to say not more. happy about it because she realizes it was a good deal. Yeah. So it was one of those kind of like, it was, a, I don't know. It's once in a lifetime that one of those finds its way to you and. You know, I wasn't going to let the opportunity no, go by. No. So, and I wasn't going to let you let the opportunity <laughs> go by. <laughs> yeah, I know. So, uh, oh. man, we should talk about a, a pay increase. <laughs> <laughs> hey, All what right, a good so, episode to talk yeah. about. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh. I think we'll do that. I think we will save that one for later. Okay. All right. What we we just kind of thought of a new episode while we were getting ready for ah, this one. sweet. But let's do this one justice. Okay. And yeah, we're going to talk about, do you, you know, do you need a financial advisor? Yes. <laughs> Do you? I don't know. We'll find out. We're going to find out. <laughs> really. Stand like, by. I keep thinking I'm going to say something profound and then I don't. So let's keep moving. That's because you're stuck in financial Do advisor land. Do I need land. a financial advisor? <laughs> that could be the title of the episode it when could we're be. done. Yeah. Let's get down to it. Two Jason. question marks. <laughs> yes. Two. <laughs> and maybe an exclamation point. Ooh. No. What are we drinking? We're drinking... A reverse martini. Yeah. Just like it sounds. You know, a martini, a yes. regular old martini. Vodka? No. <laughs> Dang it. No. Don't give me did, a vodka martini. Did we talk about that on the podcast? Uh, last time? Someone might have told me that yeah. you got served a vodka mm. martini. After th- I think even, I talked about even it. Even after you drew them a Three picture. times. <laughs> I went back there and I made it myself and it still it was vodka. Came out with vodka. Uh, anyway. They had vodka in their maybe gin that's bottles. Why, maybe that's why we're doing this one this week. What we've got here is the traditional martini ingredients, yep. but flipped in reverse. Ooh. In reverse. reverse. So, and actually the way that I make a martini, I prefer a dirty martini. You prefer just a dry martini. Correct. So I made you one. Thanks. A reverse dry martini. Nice. I made myself a reverse dirty martini. The big ingredient in this one, the main ingredient, is just a complementary ingredient in hmm. a typical martini. In fact, I don't even, I use so little of this. I use it as a rinse, actually. Oh. I just rinse my glass with it a little bit. Okay. Okay. Swirl it around and shake it out. But dry vermouth. Got it. Dry vermouth is the main ingredient. We're going to give this one its own chance to be the star of the show uh, okay so there's more vermouth than gin two ounces of dry vermouth hmm. one ounce of gin interesting so i don't uh, know that i've ever had a drink that way probably not it's reverse um, it's reverse you know what Ooh. i mean and it was when you say that reverse right that'd be like two ounces of gin and a whole ounce of dry vermouth no i don't yeah. typically do that uh, I might do like a quarter of an ounce. Sure. And like I said, sometimes I just do a rinse. When I do a dirty martini, actually, I I might rinse, and then I'm using uh, olive brine. So I didn't use that in this one. But if you like a dirty martini, two ounces of dry vermouth, one ounce of gin, and then you add your olive. Nice. And you, can, I mean, the colors are different on these. So for yeah, the, a little bit. For the viewers that are 
watching. For you, I just I just did a, a lemon, lemon peel garnish. So we'll see. I think I, I'm gonna like this. Not sure because I've never had a drink that the dry vermouth was the main player. But let's I mean, yeah, let's try it out. Let's we, see what we think. We like vermouth, so it makes sense. All right. And this is go. Carpano, not the Antica. It's the Carpano dry, dry vermouth. Correct. Ooh, it smells great. It smells nice. Um interesting. Huh. Mine is like salty. Hmm. And I don't have any brine no, in there. No, I didn't put any brine in the mixing glass I, or in the shaker. Maybe I'm just... Hold okay, on. I, try I'm gonna, I gotta read try this. Again. Okay. That was my I first... I have an olive in my that drink was and my I didn't first, get salty. That was my first taste. I don't know what that is, but it's it's unique. And it's coming from the... I mean, it's obviously coming from the vermouth. Yes. So the type of vermouth you use is gonna obviously make a huge difference with this hmm. one. You know, I it's good. Yeah, it's... Okay, like so it? vermouth is a fortified wine. It's I used for I, mixing. He's going to try just some. Here, try one of these. All right. <laughs> we have glasses everywhere. <laughs> I'm just going to try, try it by itself. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I I really don't get a lot of the gin uh, no, in this that's, one. That's that's it. That You need to do that, too. Sorry. I was kind of away from the mic. Going to try the dry vermouth by itself here. 100%. It's, it's a whiny yeah. taste that's kind of... A dry wine. Dry wine. Yeah. And I don't know... That first initial taste was, like I said, I was kind of salty. It's got something there, yeah. It's um, I wouldn't say salty, but, but there's a. Is it a? It's not savory. Is not the right word. No, it's drying. It's dry. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not a wine guy, so I don't know what the right word is for it. But so here's the deal. But it, it that it's actually really pretty good. Yeah, this is a this is a pretty decent tasting dry vermouth. The Martini Rossi is not not great. as good. Yeah, it definitely is a good condiment vermouth right if you're you're um you're just adding it to a drink that's got a lot of other stuff going on in it but if you i would say use a, a pretty nice vermouth if you're going to do this here's the nice thing with this it is fortified wine so we're looking at like 18 percent okay, alcohol so by volume so this is a much lower, lower proof, proof drink in yeah. general if you're at a party or hosting a party and maybe people are are drinking circles around you you could probably hang if you're doing a reverse martini. Yeah, it's <laughs> a little the, bit better. This, um, if you're worried about getting, it's kind of a fancy looking drink too. It looks just like looks a just martini. like a martini. Yeah, yeah. Good drink. No, I like this. I, you know what that that like salty kind of initial. I don't know what else to call it. So that's what I'm gonna call it. Well, it's not salty. I'm gonna say you're wrong. But. Okay, that's fine. I'm good. <laughs> you're, with ta- that. you're tasting wrong. Yeah, <laughs> I'm telling you, <laughs> your brain doesn't work. Subjective. <laughs> so it's totally subjective. No, that's yeah. not it. No, that's not it at all. No, I. It's gone. So like mm-hmm. after two or three drinks, it's it's just not there anymore. So there there's a there's an aftertaste with this, but it's not like a it's not a bad aftertaste. I'm gonna see what the interweb says about okay. dry vermouth. But yeah, go ahead. You can. Well, while you're doing that, I am going to make an announcement. Oh, <clears throat> so don't awe. <laughs> it's time. You're finally gonna it's, shave your head. Yes, it's time to shave my head. <laughs> <laughs> we have debated this so many times. You know what? I'm sorry. Maybe that can to... go along with the real announcement. Oh, okay. Okay. Maybe. It, it might be time for both. We have, I, I believe this is episode 108. Yes. I think um, right. We hit 100 episodes, full momentum. Yep. It was it was kind of like, wow, we did it. Yep. We're here. We were doing video, lots of like Facebook shorts, mm-hmm. YouTube shorts, which we're still doing. Yeah. I, I think we, for a long time, actually, I I think once we got up over 50 episodes, we were kind of gearing up to hit 100. Mm-hmm. And now that we've hit 100, Jason, it, it feels like it's time to pull back and uh, not 
do this on a weekly basis anymore. Yeah, I mean, this is hard. And we but we both came to the same conclusion independently. This is a and lot. And that's when you usually know, okay, probably the right decision. Yeah, and it it's we feel like we've hit a really nice high point. I think the message we're sharing is still really really important to hear. But this is a lot of work and it takes a lot of coordination, a lot of folks time here at Blue Jay. When you start to feel like it's less exciting, less fun and more of a grind, well, like the next goal would be like to hit 200 and that seems like it would be torture. So I, I think <laughs> to your point here, it's not that it's a grind right now. It's not that it's not fun. Right. But I it's worry not, about yeah. it getting that way. Right. And we don't ever want right. to water it down. So when thinking about this and, and knowing that there will be an end at some point, I think we talked about it and, and really kind of came to the conclusion that we've covered a lot of topics. Yep. There's certainly no way that you're going to un- unearth all of the potential no. uh, with a finance podcast. No. And certainly with cocktails, there's a lot of them out there, although sometimes it seems kind of difficult to find new new cocktails to do. Right, right. But I, I think before it gets stale, before we're just mailing it in mm-hmm. and our heart's not in it, we would rather be done with it and, and say, okay, when we're done, we're really proud of what we did here. Right. I think we helped a lot of folks based off of our feedback. We've gotten a lot of new clients and all, all kinds of great things out right. of it. Right. But I think for us to continue doing it, what it comes down to is with our schedules and all that, is it's not going to be a weekly thing. No, uh, but if no. we can't, we're not disappearing. We can't follow though. through though on right. a weekly and deliver things the way we have, then I think the answer is we just don't do it anymore. Right. When we first started doing this, we realized there was like essentially a social contract. Yes. With our listeners, right? Yes. You know, Bo, our podcast dude, producer, Studios. yes, mm-hmm. has said that, and we don't want to put that contract out there and then say, okay, we're only going to do it, you know, whenever we feel like it. Yeah. And that, I think that would be a lot, a lot harder. And it's breaking the contract that we made originally, which we don't want to do that weekly, uh, weekly contract, (laughs) weekly podcast, but it is a weekly contract. Like you said, people expect it to be there on Wednesday mornings when they wake up, maybe on their way to work. First thing you do every Wednesday, I understand. (laughs) Uh, But we see it with the downloads, right? There are, uh, there, there's a certain number of people that are obviously listening to it every Mm -hmm. week right away when it comes out. So we don't want to break that contract. Uh, and there are a lot of folks who have been with us from the very beginning, it's it's kind of tough to say we're going to be done with it. I think that we could belly up to the bar and record some shorts and and you know yeah. there's always things changing in this more industry topical, but maybe things that are like more newsworthy. Yeah. And that's the thing like we still enjoy doing like what we're doing right now. Yeah. I, I think I would, if the contract was removed and we were just doing it as you know again just as we felt like it it we probably will. We probably will do it. I, mean, I, I think if you're uh, subscribed to the podcast, mm-hmm. don't unsubscribe because we might hit you with some content here, right? Uh, exactly. Once in a while, from time to time. Yep. I feel like we're like queuing Sarah McLaughlin right now. I'm not sad about it. It's remember you. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, I'm sure we'll miss it more when we're done. Yeah. The idea of taking a break from it, and I don't want to just take a break and say, hey, you know, we'll come back and pick it up in a few more months. I don't think we're going to do that uh, to that extent. But no. And we might want to bring some other, I don't know, guest hosts. Yeah, you know, we'll see. We, we've got a whole 
you know, bag of hammers here to share with you guys. So we need to process it. <laughs> In the meantime, if you're a newer listener and you, you've just kind of come on board, we have a whole lot of episodes to listen to. Some yeah. of them are not very good. Right. And as always, and I mean, I <laughs> some think, of them are really good, though, I think. I, I think that's like kind of a bit of the point of today, too. Like we do this every day with clients. Like I just yeah. got done with, a, I mean, an appointment where, you know, the client cried multiple times, tears of joy, mm-hmm. pride, sadness. I mean, what a what a crazy career we do, you know? Like yeah. we're we are trusted and held in high regard in these folks' lives to the point that they can cry with us in our office mm-hmm. and you know, we're helping them make decisions and I and I think that that is that's not going anywhere. And in fact, I think a part of what you know, this, why this decision is being made is that is definitely a focus. My life has changed a lot over the last few years and I own and run the firm and it's, I want to make sure I'm giving my staff and, and our clients the best direction. And, and this podcast requires my time and that's getting harder and harder to feel good about. So I love all our listeners, just like I love our clients, you yeah. know, and I hope they, uh, I hope they turn to us when they have a financial need. Absolutely. And I think you kind of hit it right there. It, this is a, a job that's not just technical in nature. Uh, there is an emotional aspect to it. We get attached to our clients and, you know, honestly, I went out on my lunch break and I ran errands. I went to Menards. I saw clients there. We talked. <laughs> I went to the bank. I saw clients we talked like we're <laughs> I, we're invested and i feel that way with the podcast as well and with our listeners so we're not going anywhere right we're just not going to be here every wednesday in the same format so you you had a quote that you wanted to, what what was the quote well it's a quote can you call it a quote you I you kind of made it. it so yeah made it, it. <laughs> look in quote here maybe, we go maybe i didn't invent Caleb this Franker, but i didn't cons- all, i 23 <laughs> all good things must come to an end all mediocre things must come to an end as well. And that's what we're talking about today. And I, if you, if you have made a mistake, cut your losses as quickly as possible. You're talking about with this podcast? No, I'm just kidding. I was actually talking about when I hired you. Oh, maybe I am going somewhere. <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right. So uh, I think a pretty good I was segue. trying to like make it not so, so like heavy. We're not dying. No, 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 no. Um, Which we knew that was going to be hard to do. So, it, Well, it's just there's a lot of people that have been with us from the start and it feels like, hey, we have a conversation every week. And, you know, I was thinking about this, too. And we had uh, last week we had an awesome like impromptu bourbon night here at Blue Jay. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the people we've met that we would have never right. met almost in any other capacity because of you know this crazy idea mm-hmm. of talking about finance and having a drink yep which has been done since the beginning probably the advent of any kind of cocktail <laughs> but you know though we but to record it and put it out there for everybody to listen right to. exactly exactly and not be like totally idiotic all the time yeah but I man, that is invaluable. It's just been great from that regard. So really well, you know, good relationships. That, that makes me think of something. And the last thing I'll say, and we'll get it. We do have a finance topic. We today. do, but we're kind of touching on it now. <laughs> uh, we are. But when we first thought about doing a podcast and we were thinking about the format for it, and Bo, our producer, who does a wonderful job, Pottery Studios is awesome to work with. They've been fantastic. Oh, I would never podcast with anybody else. No, put it that way. Man. And Bo helps out at the beginning with creative uh, development and things like that. And, you know, we definitely talked a lot about the format, the cocktails and finance. 
Uh, I'm gl- it, it's such a great idea, I think. I'm glad that it wasn't like seven episodes and out. Yeah. We right. gave it over 100 episodes. I, I'm really proud of it. Me too. Um, you know, our listeners feel like a community, like our friends. And some of them they show are. up here yeah. on Bourbon Nights. And exactly. Th- you know, so that's going to continue. But I'm glad we made a really good go of it. I'm really glad we did this. No regrets whatsoever. We're not, we're not throwing in the towel because we're, you know, uh, we failed and we don't want to do this. Yeah, we're and giving up. It's like, nope. this isn't worth it. I think we want to say, you know, before it gets to a point where we're mailing it in and it doesn't feel genuine anymore, let's complete it. We'll yep. Put it that way. Let's complete it. Rather so than this isn't it. our last episode, no. though. Uh, we're gonna have five more, including this one. Yes, so four more. So four more after this. You're one. already halfway through this nonsense. <laughs> yeah, we're more than halfway through. So we do need to get to a finance topic. But you mentioned those clients that we love so very yep. much that we're emotionally attached to, yep. and I think it's a good segue to this one because I hear this question a lot, and the answer depends on your situation. But the question is this: Do I need a financial advisor? Do I really need a financial advisor? Mm-hmm. Can I do this on my own? Those kind of things. And that's what we're going to talk about I, for the I rest mean, of the, the show. I mean, the answer is yes and yes. <laughs> He's just going to say yes. Yeah. I mean, it, it is a, it comes up a lot. And I think a lot of times there's a bit of a defense mechanism that gets turned on okay. when someone's asking themselves that question, right? So it's like, do I need a financial advisor? Or there's kind of thinking, maybe I need some help, right? Mm-hmm. Well, who would you ask, right? You don't go talk to a financial advisor. They're going to be like, yeah, of course you need a financial advisor. I mean, most of the time we would say that, but there's times when we don't. Sure. But so your answer is not always yes, yes. It is not always yes. That is that is absolutely correct. I'll I'll flat out say it. I, I wrote a blog about this a while back titled, Do I Need a Financial Advisor? And, you know, at the beginning I said, spoiler alert, I'm a financial advisor. I get paid to manage people's money. This is not a commercial. This is not me justifying my paycheck. But exactly. really, let's think about this. And there have been times where I've told someone, no, I don't think you need to pay an advisor right now. I think you need to do this, 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 and this. Let's get them on autopilot. You're probably going to end up at a point in your life where you do need somebody, though. Right, exactly. And, and I think that's where some of this comes in. You know, Does everybody always need a financial advisor? No, probably not. But when you do and you don't have one, yeah, <laughs> boy, you're going to wish you had one. So let's talk about some of that. You know what? In your opinion, what requires what situation would require a financial advisor? Ooh, that's kind of a that's kind of a tough one. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna I ask hard questions around yes, here. Yes, you Jason. do. You do. <laughs> I'm gonna pick a few like low hangers because I think a financial event is like probably one of the most significant ones. This would be like a job change mm-hmm. and maybe it's a large purchase, like buying a house, yeah. a buyout, retirement, windfall, inheritance, any of those things often trigger the need. And or the realization. The realization, the yeah. yeah. Because the need is probably there. There's probably, I'm going to say like a lot of times, I just said autopilot, we're setting clients on like a path mm-hmm. to like do these behaviors, start saving an IRA, get your life insurance, get a will. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like those, it's almost like the financial basic check boxes. You know, you got to fill these boxes up. Yeah. And then in a few years, you're probably going to need some guidance because you've, you've done something like you actually stuck to the behaviors and it, and it's meaningful now. But I think the, the financial event is one of the most common. And unfortunately that comes sometimes with sadness, sometimes with, with surprise. And that's, that's a lot of times when clients are coming in and talking to us. Yeah. I, uh, there, there are plenty of times when I've told clients, no, you don't need to pay me right now. I know you want to work with us and that's, that's good. I like that. 
a lot of times up front, there's there's plenty of things that we can set you up with at the beginning and say, mm-hmm. go do X, Y, and Z. Yep. I'm confident in giving this away, right? Yes. Because I know that if you do these things, you'll be back. You'll need a financial advisor. Exactly. But again, if you don't need something, why pay for it? You and I are, well, you just thrifty. I you say that. <laughs> I just spent a little bit on uh, uh, definitely yeah, a splurge. Yeah, but, but that. But yeah, we're mindful about where our money goes, and so I, I ask myself these questions all the time. You know, I think about whenever I got into this business, I got my licenses, and the bank said, "Okay, you're an advisor. Go advise." And I was totally shell shocked. Didn't know what to do because I would sit across from people that. In my opinion, I thought knew more about investments than I did. So why do they need me? You know, you're going, oh boy, this is intimidating. This guy's been investing on his own for all these years. Why would he need me? Well, I'll tell you why. A, investments are not the only piece of the puzzle. Absolutely not. In fact, that's like a kind of a small percentage of our focus here. Absolutely. But I I would say, you know, like anything, uh, even if you can do it, doesn't mean you should. So one of the examples I think of is when I bought my house. I'm surprised that they approved us for our, our house loan <laughs> when we got our house way, way back. Mm. And so because of that, you know, I, I always say we were like a furnace or a roof away from financial disaster. <laughs> we shouldn't have been homeowners. Homes we made the it. same boat. But yeah. because of that, you learn to do some things on your own, and sure. that can be good. Right. However, I think about all the things that I had to fix and, and work on at my house, mm-hmm. and I am not a carpenter. No. There, there are a couple things that I absolutely stay away from, electrical and plumbing. But there are other things that I think, all right, I can go to Google, I can go to YouTube, I can find out how to do this, I can do it. The problem with that is I would usually end up spending way more time, which remember your time is worth something. Hmm. You know, when you're 20 is, years you, old and just you, bought a house. Are you, you teaching think, me a lesson? <laughs> I'm talking to our listeners. Okay. Remember, your time is worth something. <laughs> but, you know, at that time, I thought, no, I can do this myself. My time's not worth anything. Right. You almost tell yourself that. Exactly. All I have is time. You know? and, and what ends up happening is, you know, you might be able to patch it up and, and be on your way. But eventually, you're coming back, probably spending more money and more time yeah. than what it would take to hire a professional. Now, if it's patching some nail holes in your wall, you're probably okay. Yeah, anybody I mean, can do you, that. You got to figure out the things that are beneath you and which aren't. And so, but you're what, probably aren't. not going to rewire your house. I meant aren't beneath you. You should patch your own holes. It's okay sure. to paint walls. I mean, and and I think that's kind of what you're saying. You're you're connecting like set up your four hundred one k like. Mm-hmm. If you need help picking set in, up an emergency, set fund. up an emergency fund. If you need help picking investments, seek out a little yeah. bit of advice. Read a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, listen to some blogs. Uh, blogs. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. Podcasts. <laughs> listen. Watch the podcast. And now, so. yeah, I know. I know. It's all like universal. Uh, but, anyways, I mean, it's kind of like that. The financial do-it-yourself list. You can apply and get life insurance. Sure. And you can make sure you have a fund set aside for a new car, a sinking fund, those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. But I, I do think that there is a point when those behaviors start to feel like old hat. Yeah. And you got something in your retirement plan that it's like, okay, I'm starting to feel like this is a little bit out of my, out of my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And I think that's when the financial advisor question starts coming in but it's not it's not the same for everybody yeah so for me electrical work was the one where i'm like look i'm not touching this right i have no business 
doing electrical work. We are very different whatsoever. in this regard. <laughs> yes, we are. So try to think. You're the average I listener. I understand. Right? Uh, you yep. you do all that stuff. But I know good, I shouldn't be touching. Good, I shouldn't good. be touching electrical. Right. I knew that it was very obvious. But they're also looking back some things that I did that on this side of things I'm like, man, I should not have been doing that. Yeah. And you know I can draw some parallels. I have a, a client here who he retired as a teacher or uh-huh. a principal actually. Yep. Got his STRS. Was asked to come back and work some more. Yep. Um, great pension. Retired again. And, you know, kind of a do-it-yourselfer. And I want to say, so we we handled investments. And I would say up to that point, we're kind of investment only. Which right. sometimes grinds my gears. But we got together. And, and from his mentality, it, I, I think it was almost like, I'm not going to bother Caleb with this because I can handle it. And we got talking and he said, yeah, I'm going to take a plop because I've got a good pension. Already. Good pension mm-hmm. And I've already, in my mind, set aside what I need to hold back for taxes. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. hold on, cowboy. Stop the train. Something you and I talk about every day that not everybody knows about. Why don't we roll this over pre-tax Ugh. to pre-tax, yeah, right? Exactly. So there's some things that you can do do it yourself that you don't even realize actually. Yeah, that's you a go, financial landmine. Oh, he didn't know he needed right. a financial advisor's help with that until a financial advisor said, "Stop, stop." <laughs> have you? <laughs> Let's look at this. XYZ. Yes. Have you considered these options? So there are things like that where sometimes it's not so obvious. Sometimes life event. Those kinds of things, it's very obvious, but not always. Well, and I so. think I think naturally you're going to start to figure out when your life gets a little more complicated. You know, again, like more children, mm-hmm. bigger house, larger income, things like that are going to be definitely trigger points. And there's nothing wrong if you find an advisor who has the heart of a teacher. Mm-hmm. Okay. And yes, I'm stealing Dave Ramsey's sure. line there because it's it's a really good. He one. has a lot of good lines, and it's a great one. And and that particular line is. This person is going to sit down with you. They're not going to judge you. They're going to try to teach you and and have you leave their office in a better situation than where they were, mm-hmm. where you were when you came in the door. And they're going to they're going to enjoy it and you're going to enjoy it. And and, and I think that sometimes happens all the you, time. You don't know what you don't know. Right. So sometimes unfortunately, we come across those situations when it's too late, they already made the mistake, right? And let's face it, I mean, life is complicated, right? So like Spending a lot of time researching, and I'm not saying there's a difference between trusting somebody, mm-hmm. okay, like, and like closing your eyes and letting whatever happened happen. Blind trust versus. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you should trust, understand yeah. some of the basics around how financial advisors work. We've talked about this commission. Well, the, I mean, if you're working with you a know, good advisor, they're teaching, like you said, they're right. teaching you and bringing you along. And, so, and honestly, you should like them. Okay. Like, <laughs> yes, that's important. I mean, that's usually like the, I always say pass the beer test. Yeah. Do they pass the beer test? Can you sit it can you sit down and have a beer with them? Right. Exactly. That's important. It is. Like, could you have a conversation with them about things unrelated to money? Yep. And it would be like fun. Mm-hmm. And that's not like really, a doctor's appointment. Well, yeah. I know, and I just did one of those today with my <laughs> mom. So I was like, yeah, it shouldn't be mechanical. It yeah. should it shouldn't be academic. There should be a a connection there. This is going to be part of your team. And if you don't have that, then you need to walk away. Yeah. Okay. You know, you and I are different. Okay. We have a lot of the same values and we believe in many of the same things, but we're still different. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm very direct. I'm not afraid to offend somebody. I hate conflict. You hate conflict. (laughs) I mean, it's just, it's our personalities, and but that's why there's more than one of us here. Yeah. You know, there's three advisors here, and hopefully more in the future. And 
you can find the fit that makes the most sense to you. And you you should take that time. So that's important. Do you need a financial advisor? Well, if you're a fit, well, that's that's a great sign. I'm going to tell you it's most likely worth paying somebody if you're a fit, if they have your best interest in mind, if they teach you along the way and they help you avoid some of those oh crap scenarios right. before you realize it's a problem. And we might be taking for granted some of the things, investments. Sure. Okay. Income planning. Yeah. Tax strategy. I would say anything with planning okay. attached yeah. to it. And we're going to try to lift the hood on most of those things and make sure we aren't, again, stepping on that financial landmine unbeknownst yeah. to us. But... Yeah. Well, the other thing I, I think, and I'll just throw this in at the end before we wrap up, would be there's also a part of this, and you know, as a handyman yourself, building your house and doing all yeah. those things, just because you can do something doesn't mean that you want to or that you should. I wouldn't recommend it. So I'd put it this way. There are things that I do all day, every day. Yep. I get paid for that. Mm-hmm. Clients pay me, and I think I do a good job. There are things that you do every day, all day in your job. Right that I couldn't do. And I'm okay to pay you whenever I need that, right? Exactly. Because you got to think time is money, mm-hmm. right? The time for me to research and learn and do education, a mediocre job, yeah. those kinds of things. But even if you can do the work, you got to think about this. If we're talking about retirement planning, do you want to be your financial advisor when you're retired? Yeah. Do you want to be digging into all this kind of stuff? Or spend you time value? with your families, volunteer, yeah. you know, the things that are really important. If you value the advice that you're getting, don't be afraid to pay for it. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, hey, I figured out what was in that drive vermouth. What is it? It's the taste I'm tasting. It's oregano. What? And it's, it, I, look, the uh-huh. internet says that's part of the flavor profile. Well, the internet can't be wrong. Well, it's always right. So <laughs> on that, but note. it definitely is. It's a, it's definitely oregano. Well, I it's guess to wrap now. it up, Jason, do I need a financial advisor? The answer as many times is, nah, depends. Depends. <laughs> exactly. Contact a, a competent financial advisor. Yeah, interview them first and you'll exactly. see if you, you need one. I mean, well, I'm better than him, but that's okay. <laughs> Interview, interview lots of <laughs> Well, thanks for having a drink with us this week, folks. It is time to close out the tab. If you have a question or a topic you want addressed on the Old Fashioned Finance Podcast, be sure to email us at podcast at bluejfg.com. That's the we'd email. Lo- we'd love to hear from you. <laughs> Don't forget to share the show with someone you love or just someone who needs a little money muddling themselves. You can stay up to date with the latest action by following us on Facebook. Old Fashioned Finance is brought to you by Blue Jay Financial Group. That's bluejfg.com and produced by Pottery Studios. We've been your hosts, Caleb and Jason. Cheers. Cheers. Blue Jay Financial Group, LLC. Blue Jay is a registered investment advisor registered with the state of Ohio. Registration does not imply a certain level of skill or training. The presence of this advertisement on this podcast shall not be directly or indirectly interpreted as a solicitation of investment advisory services to persons of another jurisdiction unless otherwise permitted by statute. Follow-up or individualized responses to a consumer in a particular state by Blue Jay and the rendering of personalized investment advice for compensation shall not be made without first complying with jurisdiction requirements or pursuant an applicable state exemption. All verbal and written consent on this presentation is for information purposes only. Opinions expressed herein are solely those of Blue Jay unless other otherwise specifically cited. Material presented is believed to be from reliable sources and no representations are made by our firm as to other parties' informational accuracy or completeness. All information or ideas provided should be discussed in detail with an advisor, accountant, or legal counsel prior to implementation.